Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Business news. Business resources. Economic analysis. Market analysis from experts and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio. Towards a profitable Africa. A very good morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here in Johannesburg, South Africa. We're coming to you live in Randback, and this is Africa Business Radio. The show is Brands of Africa. My name is Fred Arthurfish, and I'm with my gorgeous co-host... Hello, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> it is a wonderful Saturday morning and the sun is shining bright, baby, and we are about to take this show I know. to the greatest heights. It is, although the weather is a little off this morning, yeah. and we've now actually we had this great idea of having us live on Facebook, which I'm enjoying. I feel like I'm on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Africa Business TV. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the secret of crisis management is not good versus bad. It's preventing... The bad from getting worse. Yeah. That was Andy Gilman, the CEO of Com- Comco, a consulting company based in Washington. Today, we're taking you through the journey of crisis management um, and how PR, PR and communications plays a vital role, a pivotal role in helping you deal with a crisis. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I like the way you introduce. So, right today we are going to be talking about PR <laughs> crisis management. So, I mean, it's quite unorthodox how we started the show today. Yeah. Nothing seems to be working. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Like seriously. But it is, it is going to be a great show, and we are going mm. to be talking about one of the most important elements in PR, which is the steps towards uh, mm. taking a PR crisis management and how your company should react uh, during the crisis. And but don't forget to get in touch with us. Uh, on social media, we are Africa Business Radio, yeah. and on Twitter, we are Africa Biz Radio, and w- this is Fred Arthur, and hashtag um, uh, Brands of Africa as well, and Africa Business Radio. Mm-hmm. And today, we do not have your Brand Your Brand segment, but we'll take through... Uh, uh, take you through swiftly uh, in what we'll be uh, engaging in our mm. conversation as well. Uh, s- uh, stick around for a brand bulletin as well as a brand of the week. It's going to be a good show. It's it off on, a, on a funny note, but trust me, it's going to be a, a jam-packed show. But for now... MC's well, taking well if MC can get his act together, because I don't <laughs> understand what's going on. But nevertheless, I mean, you know, technology does do that to us quite a lot when you know, when you least expect it. But maybe MC, should we just jump into content, or are we going to go to a song? What's your plan in life, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so right, maybe let's just go into crisis management. Yes. Um. So 
You know, I think often businesses need to understand that a crisis is something that is always there that you anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um, a crisis happens and it comes in different forms and shapes. But before we dive into the nitty-gritties of, of crisis, perhaps let's look at crisis management and unpack what crisis management is. And um, so crisis management is a critical organization function and failure can result in serious harm to stakeholders, losses for an organization or, you know, um, it's or the very existence of, of the organization. Mm-hmm. And so we need to look at what is defined as crisis management. The Institute of PR describes a crisis as a significant threat to operations that can have negative consequences if not handled properly. In crisis management, the threat is the potential damage a crisis can inflict on an organization, its stakeholders, and an industry. So obviously, when people think of it, of crisis, they do, you think of various factors, whether you're a financial institution, whether you're um, a healthcare institution and people die suddenly, or um, a classic example is the life esitimani situation yes. at the NGO where many lives were lost. That is a crisis. Mm. Um, and I guess the process of crisis management is being ready for such a thing. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, um, coming towards what you're saying mm. now um financial losses who would have even thought about mm. the crisis management mm. having a detrimental effect as to um talking about what's this image correct because yeah right now uh could be uh in a financial loss but mm. what does it say about its its, its entire image absolutely and mm. I, I heard there's a, there was a press conference that was held actually yeah. this week that mm. the number of uh, deaths that were exaggerated in the media were not necessarily about um the moving of the patient mm-hmm. but some of them had cancer and some of them had were yes. actually very sick but mm. it wasn't but how how why did it take them so long to actually address because mm. for, for the longest time we had thought that the, the 98 or 96 deaths that yes. occurred mm-hmm. were caused by the moving no definitely and the families were also not um the families were also not you know informed in that mm. in that in, in that respect so i feel like as much as as much as it, it, it is a, a loss of profit but the image itself is just mm. as bad as losing profit and losing stakeholders and losing that you know accountability as a brand no definitely um so there are plenty of definitions um for a crisis you know um and i think people look at it differently with a different approach mm. but for us we need to look at the the core or rather the functions that a p that pr and communications obviously contributes yeah. to crisis management um and so public relations practitioners are an integral part of a crisis management team sure. because later on we'll be taking you through the different steps of you know oh the the 10 steps of putting together a crisis management plan um so that you can anticipate what to do during a situation where everyone is panicking because normally when there's a crisis people panic mm. right um and you have to have a plan and often what happens is the pr team or the comms team or the marketing and comms team, along with other de- various stakeholders, which we'll touch on as we go about, mm-hmm. will have a plan to say, right, when disaster strikes, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But before we go any further, I think let's take a song so we can properly start the show, yes. and then we'll delve into our show as after this. Remember to stay tuned. Please chat to us on social media. We'll see you in a second. Africa, Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Thank you. 
Africa Business Radio, your one-stop resource platform for all things business news, economy, leadership, productivity, investment, and more. ABR, towards a profitable Africa. Those were the beautiful sounds of Anthony Hamilton. Ain't nobody worrying because we ain't worried about our songs not getting played up in here. Ah, uh, speak for yourself, boo. 
<laughs> yeah, but that was a great selection, MC. Thank you very much. Uh, Soji's not here, who usually runs the show, but uh, MC is holding it down, and we're very proud of him. Since, he is. You know, Shame. He yeah, is. and yeah, Fred Arthur is going to be taking you through what PR crisis management is and what are the, you know, um, important steps that should be taken in dealing with HR. Definitely. So before we went to the break, we spoke about unpacking what crisis is. And we said the Institute of PR describes a crisis as a significant threat to operations that can create or have negative consequences if not handled properly. Mm. In crisis management, the threat is the potential damage a crisis can inflict on an organization, its stakeholders, and an industry. Um, and when you go into detail, we look at, um, it further says that a crisis can create three related threats, public safety, financial loss, and reputation loss. Before we went to the break, we spoke about public safety, and which we were talking about the uh, situation that happened in South Africa a few months ago, where um, patients at an NGO just uh, died uh, suddenly. Um, patients who had mental illnesses and some other illnesses who really have never, um, there hasn't been an understanding of why they died or so suddenly because, you know, they weren't on deathbeds or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a crisis, not only for the organization, but for the National Health Department because mm-hmm. they needed to explain why that happened. Um, and then we spoke about financial, we also mentioned financial loss and reputation loss. And I think reputation is an easy one because we all know that if there's a crisis that happens to a business, whether, um, you know, for instance, when we look at the, the building that went on fire just a few last week, in fact, in Johannesburg. This week. Th- was it this week? Yes. Um, I mean, that was a reputation for that b- office park because nobody knows what happened. And apparently there were people working on the fire, on the, on the electrical cables or something or the lift. Mm. Nobody really knows. But from a reputation perspective, the city council needs to manage that part and understand what happened, mm. you know. And in fact, it's a great question to ask if there was a there was a plan to mitigate such um, such instances. And thank so, God there were no fatalities. Thank God there were no fatalities indeed. A crisis can create financial loss by disrupting operations, creating a loss of market share, purchase intentions, or spawning lawsuits related to the crisis because... If there's a crisis, for instance, if you're sitting and there's a crisis um, in a restaurant or a business or anywhere else, I as a consumer can sue the business for, you know, not delivering what I required on time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So already that is a financial crisis to the business and that is a loss to uh, from a, a reputation uh, loss, you know, for, for the business. And furthermore, a crisis reflects poorly on an organization and it will damage the reputation to some degree. Um, and then we look at effective crisis management, that effective crisis management handles the threats sequentially. So it's like I said earlier that an, uh, an, uh, when you're managing a crisis, you need to have a plan. You need to anticipate the various crises that you may face because when you were, and Paul will take us through the, some of the examples that are pertinent to, to our discussion mm-hmm. later on in the next segment of the show where she's looking at the crisis, the prominent crisis globally that we've seen mm-hmm. um, and what they've meant to the businesses. But the primary concern in a crisis has to be public safety, obviously. Ultimately, crisis management is designed to protect an organization and its stakeholders from threats um, and reduce the impact felt by the threats. So, um, And also the management process is designed to prevent even or lessen the damage a crisis can inflict on an organization and its stakeholders. Um, because either way, the, the fact of the matter is whatever crisis arises, it will you know, damage the reputation or the organization. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Somewhere, you know. Um, I think Woolies went through a crisis. Was it pick and pack? I can't remember. Where, what um, I think there was something wrong with their chicken. And um, there was an uproar. No, I remember there was a word remember. In, the, in, in, the, in, their, in their salad. In, yes, in their salad. Mm. And that was a, a, a whole global issue. And KFC, I remember KFC rats. was serving rats, <laughs> or supposedly serving rats. Um, and people were quite concerned with but how that. how do you measure if that's actually quite true? Look, I don't think people can make up. St- well, people can, can make, up, make stories, up stories, but if you've got, if you've got, if the stories came out with people walking out of the KFC, mm. I can't remember where it was. I think it was China or it was something. China, I remember. It was China, rats. and people were walking out with um with rats, and they were showing. I remember there were images of people holding rats, saying they came out of KFC and they were holding rats and they were serving rats, or the meat was, you know, was going on. I remember in South Africa as well. A few years, last year, two years ago, we had an issue. We had a crisis where we apparently. We didn't have enough beef in the country And when you're going to order I think McDonald's was one of the, the companies that were mentioned That when you're going to order a burger You don't know if you're eating a donkey Or you're eating um, hey. you <laughs> <laughs> Or you're eating a donkey Or you're eating um, a human um, But you never know with yeah. these things You know what I mean But you know those are sort of the crises That as a crisis management team You need to anticipate mm. You sort of have to think Right what could possibly be but the worst besides, thing that could happen to us? Besides uh, uh, anticipating it, isn't, isn't it uh, also important that as a PR team or as a crisis mm. management team, you need to have a trial? No, definitely. A trial mm. run, a, pre, a mm. pre-crisis. You like, have to. Like in you, fact, you lead, in, you're absolutely right because you're leading us into the next yes. conversation that we're going to oh, go okay. into. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, in fact, so you're spot on as a process of crisis management it's not just one thing so there's three phases um where from a research perspective and from a from an expertise uh, perspective from a pr and reputation management perspective we categorize it in three phases so mm-hmm. there's pre-crisis which is what you were talking about yes. and then there's during crisis and there's a post-crisis mm-hmm. and you know in very simple terms you know, pre-crisis, you, you think about what you want to do. And I think what, what we're trying to, to do is help our listeners to realize that as a business, as a company, whether you sell food by the side of the road, whether you, um, you sell clothes, you're a retailer, you are, you know, a fuel, um, you know, a fuel business or whatever sort of business you're in, you need to have a plan mm. of action to anticipate what crisis you're going to do. Mm. You know, when, when um when a website of a business goes down, that is a crisis. Yeah. You know, when a, a network for a mobile company. I remember doesn't runway work. sale. I actually I mm. actually buy a lot of things from because I love uh, online shopping. Mm. And runway sale had this mad made mad mad uh, naked mm. sale mm-hmm. that so the naked sale um so apparently they they'll say we've, we're going to have a naked sale yeah. tomorrow on this particular date, and then um. So, like, you don't even know what you're buying. Mm. So, the item isn't black and white, right? And it, it could be, like, but it's, it's a figure of something. So, you'll see oh, if it's it? a shoe, if it's yeah. a dress, if it's a lipstick, and it goes for, like, as little as two rands or smart. five rands or whatever. Mm. But the thing is now, 
they know how much i mean i think they have uh, about like 50 or 100 mm. likes on facebook and they understand their audience and they mm. they know how much how much people support their brand but they're just not on par with the website it always really? crashes if it says it opens at 10 you are there <laughs> at 9 already it crashed and that's a crash that's and people were, were mad mm. people were mad it, so they, it gets through the process you you add your cart you 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 proceed to payment People actually get to the payment process and then it hangs. That's crazy. You, your money's gone. And you never know if you're you going to get it back. You're never going to get it back or get your item for that matter. Mm. And that that is a crisis. I don't know what they actually done with they, they've done but they've lost a customer but, in terms but, of But for me, me it's it's exactly what we're talking about in that you know most companies don't anticipate or mm. don't plan for a crisis because they don't think it's a crisis. Mm. But from a reputation it is. From a risk it is from a, um, a financial perspective. It is a crisis because now imagine they have to reimburse all those mm. those customers. Their sales are going to decline because people are not going to go back to that website. Mm. Whenever there's a sale, not the same volume of customers are going to log into the system to mm. try and you know get onto the sale because they expect it. They think it's they people expect that it's going to to go down because for me if they had a plan, a crisis management plan, they would say right in the event that our um, our website you know, goes down. Yes. What are the channels are we using to get people to buy our stock? Mm. Are we using Facebook? Are we using Twitter? Are, you know, how do you drive people to other places where they can access? And it's really that simple mm. when it's, when you have a crisis management plan. Um, but as I said, we have three phases of crisis and we're going to first look at the pre-crisis. Yes. And by the pre-crisis, we look at, it's a preparation. Mm. Um, and it involves the creating the crisis management plan and selecting and training the crisis management team. And that's quite critical. Mm. Um, and, and conducting exercises, as you said earlier, to test the crisis management plan mm. and the crisis management to see actually, right, we've got this team, we've got this plan. Does it work? And you sort of mimic a crisis and you say, when this crisis happens, is everyone part? It's like doing a fire drill at the yeah. office. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly it's really that, that simple. Um, and so it provides, so a crisis management plan provides lists of key contact information reminders of what typically should be done in a crisis and forms to be used to document the crisis response. Um, and obviously, as part of the crisis management plan, you, you have to have this team. And the team is always comprised with key stakeholders from within the business, key colleagues in the business mm -hmm. who head of departments, head of HR, well head of well-trained, you know, head of finance, finance or Every single department need to be involved because mm. they all bring different expertise to the table. Mm. And the crisis, whatever crisis comes up, it's a different crisis. Mm. Tomorrow could be a financial crisis. Tomorrow could be a reputation crisis. Mm. Tomorrow could be a fire and you only have HR people in the crisis. <laughs> what are they going to do? Mm. You know, so you have maintenance in there to make sure that, right, when this crisis happens, we as maintenance are taking the lead. Mm. But tomorrow, if it's a, if the markets are crashing or something's happening, the finance team is going to take the lead. Mm. You know, or if the share price drops and it's a crisis and everybody needs to come together and sort it out, you know, it's, like it's really status, that simple. Huh? Like the jump status. So the common members of the crisis team um, include public relations, legal, security, operations, finance, and human resources, etc. Mm. Um, and the composition varies as well. And remember, what's very important when assembling a team is to remember that, right, first of all, and this is where the comms team comes into play, mm. What, so the plan has to be supported by literally a document that gives clear guidelines to say when this crisis, 
what do we say to the public? Mm-hmm. Because first and foremost, always you have to have something to the, to the public because the and media will be And what you say, on, and what you and say what will make say. or break you. It will make or break you. Um, and so you need to have a spokesperson of, on the team. You need to have key messages, which is what a good spokesperson. My God, person. my goodness, I was so disappointed at the mm. spokesperson in the. In, in PE of mm. the Hawks when mm-hmm. they were, uh, you know, apprehending that, that, that yes. guy. I don't know what that guy was saying, but you know, but but, but it's like I say that you know the uh, the um, how shall I phrase this without trying to be as controversial as I was last week, where I swore in <laughs> air, which I still apologize for. Um, <laughs> you know, when you're working in the public service, I think people um, take advantage really the the intensity of how they need to position things with mm. us as the public, and they think because they own the public office or they think they own the public office and so they can say whatever they want to say and get away with it Um, and and talking about that I mean the way number one the way they handled that guy was absolutely not right forget what he's done Mm. Um, okay you can't forget what he's done but I think the manner in which they handled the situation Mm. for me was completely uncalled for Um, and I guess you could argue that there is no way to apprehend him except the way they did it but there's ways to follow and that guy can actually turn around because the the, the 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 constitution allows everybody rights. You can mm. turn around and say police brutality. Mm. You know what are they going to do then? And that in itself is a crisis. It is know? a crisis in how they've actually dealt with it. I was not very impressed mm. with the spokesperson and how mm. he he didn't have a structure when he also you know taking us back to the national crisis that mm. we have mm. that we had in the last couple of uh, mm. days and how he was not structured in how he was speaking to the media and how he you know he was very casual about the i mean the for him to have mm. been wanted and hunted by the hawks it means that what he's done is of mm. national urgency and, exactly you know but how they handle it handled it when they apprehended him i feel like it the, the crisis management management mm. plan wasn't structured and it wasn't as you know, they didn't take it too seriously. Mm. So, you know, so it's very important to have key messages, you know, especially for such instances where you, yeah. know, you, know, you, you know you're going to engage with the media, mm. you know you're going to engage with your staff, your colleagues and that sort of thing. What are we saying to them? You need to reassure them. Mm. You need to tell them we're on top of things. We acknowledge there's a crisis and I think that's, a, that's what most businesses fail. I mean, we, we spoke about Ford a few weeks ago, mm. the Ford situation where the car was exploding. Yeah. And there was no acknowledgement in the beginning. It mm. was neither here nor there. By the time the crisis had been continuing for a while and they came to try and acknowledge it, the public was already done with them. Mm. I was like, whatever, dude. I think this has been going on for the a while. The public had already guys, exploded. The public had already exploded. Excuse <laughs> <Richard>. the pun. <laughs> but you know that's so quirky. So you need to anticipate the crisis. Mm. Um, and there are two. There are at least two immediate benefits to this exercise. You may realize that some of the situations are preventable mm-hmm. by simply modifying existing methods of operation. Um, you can you can begin to think about possible responses about best case, worst case scenarios, which is what it was, which I've been trying to reiterate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need to have communication channels. So as part of the spokesperson, as part of the pre-planning of the crisis or planning for a crisis, you must have your spokesperson, you need to have your key messages intact, and you need to have communication channels. Because again, what are you saying where? Mm. You know, are you using to the whom? website? To mm. whom? Are you using the website? Are you using your, your social media channels, your digital channels? Are you using the newspapers, the media? Do you call a press briefing? You know, I mean... We don't want to talk about the crisis at SABC, but whatever. Um, our uncle Saudi called a press briefing <laughs> recently where he was going on about a lot of nothing, but he did. But whatever. Um, and so 
So that is basically the first stage, which is the pre pre um, crisis where yeah. you're planning for it, um, and then the second stage we're going to the crisis response. So this is now when crisis strikes, when all hell breaks loose. What's your, what do you do? Mm. You know, the crisis response is what management does and says after the crisis. It's like in Paul said earlier, it breaks or makes you. Mm-hmm. So public relations plays a critical role in the crisis response by helping to develop the messages that are sent to various publics. A great deal of research has examined the crisis response um, and that research has been divided into two sections, which is the initial crisis response and the reputation repair. So the initial crisis response is obviously the first thing that you take out to market. You know, what is it? Are you acknowledging? Are you denying? Are you sympathetic? Are you sympathetic? Or are you going to be like an ostrich and bury your head in the sand? <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> but essentially, that's, yeah, that's how you approach how crisis. And then thereafter, there's the post-crisis. Um, you know, well, before we go any further, actually, I just want to go back to the spokesperson situation. So... So we've been talking about it quite a lot that people often say things that they shouldn't say or, you know, people sit in a chair and they just act like really nothing happened. And that's not how you want what you want. So you need to train your spokesperson mm-hmm. to ensure that their body language, how they communicate is quite key because your clients, people watch TV or people see you physically and how you communicate something is quite important because you know how arrogant CEOs can get. Mm. Um and how they, they think the world revolves around them. Mm. I mean, case in point, I very great Zuma. You know, how he, when he was going on about the Nkandla situation and he was making fun of how the white people produce Nkandla, and he was like, Nkandla, everybody's going on about Nkandla, Nkandla. And for me, that was a very arrogant approach to a, a situation that was serious. I mean, 240 million rands of my tax money as a South African citizen paying tax, was used to upgrade mm. his home. And the way he reacted to the situation, for me personally, um, and from a professional point of view, I think it was quite poorly conducted. Mm. Uh, but had he been trained, had he been given sufficient information and equipped with a way to deal with it, I think there would have been a different way to deal with it. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, before we go any further, I think let's go to a break. Let's take a song. And um, when we come back, Empoy is going to take us into the various examples of the crisis uh, situations that we've seen. Remember to get in touch with us on social media, social media, and hashtag us on on, um, on Twitter, Brands of Africa. We'll be back in a second. Cyber, the South African Institute of Professional Accountants, making meaningful contributions to the accounting profession and your career. I'm Adelia Creer, Professional Accountant SA and Chairman of the East Rand District. I've been a SIPA member for 15 years and I have my own accounting and tax practice. As a member, I have access to SIPA's Center of Tax Excellence for expert advice on tax-related matters. SIPA, your trusted business advisor. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Business news, business resources, economic analysis, market analysis from expert and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. This is Africa Business Radio, your number one online digital business radio station in Africa. Tune into ABR on www.africabusinessradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at Africa Biz Radio and on Facebook, Africa Business Radio. We'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and views, and you can do so by sending us an email on info at africabusinessradio.com. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Welcome back to Africa Business Radio uh, towards your profitable um, Africa. And now I'm going to be t- uh, taking you through to through um, to the companies and the brands that have actually, you know, gone through crisis and how they've actually dealt with how crisis was uh, uh, managed within whatever crisis that they were going through. There are a lot of uncertainties in the world. One minute your business may be running smoothly and the next minute there can be major crises where operations come to a screening halt. As an employer, it is crucial that you are prepared for whatever comes your way and have a plan of action in handling emergency crisis. Let us now further look at brands who have exceeded I mean, exceeded expectation in dealing with crisis and what some brands who and and, and some brands who also didn't do well in this um, in this department. Take for an example, BP oil spill. The BP oil spill crisis is a classic example of reputation management uh, misfiring. The event itself, which was the biggest of shore oil, I mean, this was like this was spoke about globally it wasn't just like SA or USA or whatever but it was global and everyone knew that you know BP had killed a couple of what animals what, what was it animals in the sea sea animals and you know it's more than that because it was about 
Yes. Yo. Mm, and, um, and here we are preaching about global right? warming and exactly. stuff. Exactly. It was contaminating the water, harming the sea life and lots of yo. things. So that's why. Yeah, and it was, you know, the biggest shore oil spill in the U.S. history, which was a tragedy and environmental disaster only, you know, exaggerated by the way the crisis was handled. BP's lack of apparent empathy, and this is what we've always been stressing, apparent empathy and compassion about, you know, personified, that was personified by the former BP CEO, Tony Haywood, which I'm glad he's not the former, who famously said in an interview, I'd like my life, I'd like my life back. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Evoking a huge backlog on public resentment and anger. I mean, people had every right to be angry about what happened. How do you how do you say now you want your life back? And of course, this wasn't the only PR mistake BP made uh, during the crisis. Their website had scant information on mm, the situation mm-hmm. with only minimal links to Facebook. I mean, seriously, who does that in this digital age that we're operating in? I mean, your business, you know, relies on digital space. And how do you how do you not even you know um, come to terms with exactly with that? how do you? How do you actually go on as if nothing? It's like I was saying, most CEOs do that. Mm. And I think that's a wrong approach. And I mean, mm. you can't be a conglomerate as enormous as BP. And when, and it's like anticipating the crisis. It's exactly that. I mean, you, you work with oil, even if it's not going to be, you know, spilling in the sea. Imagine that a truck explodes outside. What's your plan? Adapt that plan for, mm. you know, for oil spill in the ocean. And this was only on Facebook and Twitter, also offering potential plaintiffs five thousand dollars not to issue lawsuits. Imagine lawsuits showed a serious lack I mean, of understanding. I mean, seriously. And moving on to uh, Johnson and Johnson, recently a, a jury decided that Johnson and Johnson should pay seventy-two million. Yo, that is a hefty for a consumer death linked to its uh, calcium powder, and there are uh, one thousand two hundred cases still pending. Yo. Already, social media is. Lit up with condemnation for the from the for the company in that we still have yet to, we still yet to see any sort of you know mm. comment from Jane from from Johnson and Johnson the company that owns Thai Tylenol there that once knew how to handle a crisis with skill mm. and now to be watched closely to see how it deals with this one while lawyers will advise the, um, against the discuss the discussing the case openly there's um. A middle ground and only should only uh, and they should be trying to alleviate fears of consumers and stakeholders immediately through both talk and action you know while nothing is guaranteed it is a guarantee that there will be more crises this year mm. and all the other years that are coming in mm. today's media world a critical key to dealing with crisis is getting a hold of uh, of it before the social media commentators and the news creators make their own stories i think this is what you also spoke about yeah. fish that it is very important that the company says something first it is before it the is. media starts speculating about mm. what could potentially happen and the and the the, the key part of you know the crisis response or the first part the first part of responding to a crisis is that be quick mm. be accurate and be consistent yeah. because the, the quicker you respond the quicker you can deal with speculation the quicker you can you know manage or squash any sort of backlash from the social media situation from the public and, and everywhere else mm. because if you're taking your time to respond you're letting the issue become big with no context because and we've seen how social media can elevate a very small issue and turn it into this mammoth um, 
issue that really doesn't need to be big. I'm actually very scared. When something goes viral, it goes viral. Yeah. It goes viral and you can't take it back. Yep. It's like when you retweet and you think you deleted the tweet, it's still somewhere in, fam- in, in cyberspace. <laughs> Someone screenshot, screenshots it and then... You it's know, over it's for you. It's over for you. No, but rem- but if but the thing is, people retweet stuff on Twitter in a matter of seconds. The minute you post it, a second later, I've retweeted it. You know, I mean, classic example. So yesterday, the picture of Jacob Zuma doing something horrible to Mandela. The image that was painted by the famous um, don't, don't make him famous. Artist. Don't make him famous. Don't even mention his name. He, he, he doesn't even deserve. Ah, he doesn't deserve it. Um, that painting was put was taken off social media. I found it within a matter of oh, and you sent it to me, and I sent it, it to somebody else. And you sent it to someone else. That's how easy it is on social media, <laughs> and people need to get it. And companies don't get that. Mm. Be quick, be accurate, and be consistent, mm. and respond, respond, respond. Say respond. something, you know. Say something. And bringing us to our next point is Samsung. In mid September, which was last year, mere weeks after the release of its flagship Galaxy Note Seven, Samsung began receiving reports of the smartphones catching fire while charging. Initial an- analysis pointed to overheating batteries. So the South Korean company. Samsung suggested owners return the phone to where they purchased it and exchange it or a refund, extending the crisis to uh, carriers like Veriton and AT&T. When reports of fires continued even uh, with the replacement devices, the brand decided to recall the Galaxy Note 7 and, Mm. you know, seize the production, which is a good... You know, if you if you identify and you acknowledge that there's a problem and you recall a product and you replace it and the replacement is all, all actually not working, you recall everything, you recall every production that <laughs> actually happened. How about you just stop business entirely <laughs> and close shop? But it's you just can't a, get it right. It's just one model of the phone. <laughs> and I mean, Samsung has been in op- operation for how many years? I and know. just this just this one, maybe mm. there was just one component that wasn't working, mm. you know. And um, and to be fair, that was a manufacturing crisis at first and a, a PR crisis at, 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 at secondly. So mm. it was a manufacturing crisis, mm. which they dealt with. And then now it became a PR crisis. Uh, but the two became progressively intertwined as the mishap unfolded. While the tech company was relatively quick to respond to the situation, it made mistakes along the way, seemingly understand, underestimating the scale of the problem. But I like how they dealt with it. Absolutely. They identified the problem, mm. they acknowledged that there was mm. a problem, mm-hmm. and they made something. They, they did something about it. You know. No, definitely. Mm. And you know, the lesson learned about Samsung was that initially it treated the crisis with kid gl- gloves when it uh, shouldn't have been much more direct and transparent. Its initial notification to the consumer started as an easy to miss tab on its website. Given its uh, severity of the situation, people's safety at risk. I mean, if something explodes mm. when you're charging it and you're sleeping, imagine next to it, uh, your or, walk, <laughs> or walking into a plane. Remember that? I, I remember. mean, everybody were going into a plane and their phones were going up in flames. <laughs> I mean, imagine. I'd be so pissed. I'm sorry, but if I'm in an airplane, I don't have a Samsung phone. Mm. You're sitting there with your little Samsung phone and it's exploding. No, causing Galaxy the plane. Note, remember. No, but Not I'm just, just any saying, Samsung phone. No, but I'm just saying, imagine. You're in an airplane, 14 hour airplane to, I don't know, God knows where in the world. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's a fire because of a cell phone. Where are you going to land in the middle of water? Or I don't wherever? know what's worth uh, parking next to a cougar or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or that. <laughs> it would have been much more appropriate or ineffective to feature this important, um, <laughs> This important news prominently on Samsung's main homepage and to send alerts to consumers on all its social channels, which is which is mm. which the company did 
days after. No, definitely. You know, mm. and the next one is Netflix. Um, so this this was a while back, but it's still a, a crisis. Um, crisis. Yeah, yes. in 2011, Netflix made a series of announcements and apologies, followed by reversals that damaged its brand and its reputation. In July, the company emailed customers saying it was unbundling its video streaming and DVD service to create two separate packages. When it was revealed that this would increase the prices for the DVD customers, right? Despite having been presented as an initiative to increase the choice, CEO Reed Hastings says, I messed up. I owe everyone an apology. An explanation. Many members felt we lacked respect and humility, and that was certainly not our intent. He went on to announce a new DVD service called Quickstar. A month later, it was cancelled. Shame. Yeah, according to the uh, Muffington Post, it should certainly be a first ballot. Hold on. Did you just say Muffington Post? (laughs) It is a (laughs) Muffington. Sorry. Huffington Post, my apologies. I can't. It should certainly be a first ballot entrant into the Bad Decision Hall of Fame. Imagine. That is bad. That is bad. It, but I like the fact that the CEO yeah, acknowledged. And for, you know, it takes balls when you're a CEO of a conglomerate like that and actually stand up and say, I owe everybody. Not only is it, is it a human, um, appeals to the human side of people. Mm. Or, you know, an emotional sort of um, um, feeling. It is a bold step because you're taking responsibility. You mm. are the CEO of the business and you, you have a plan. Mm. For me, it says you're acknowledging there's a mistake. You want us on your corner because people make mistakes. People can actually sympathize. Yeah, it was actually, certainly was an incredible example of a mm. crisis being caused by a brand, you know, in its own making. The company's share price actually plugged and Hastings gave up. Uh, 50% of his stock option awards for the year. So actually that's, you know, public public apologies, actually, that's what I'm trying to get at, became mm. something of a mandatory response for leaders of large companies when 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 they fold up big time. So, but not all apologies are created equal. Mm. Winning back mm-hmm. the trust of the consumers today requires more than a uh, boilerplate statement that no, it simply does. acknowledges mistakes. No, it does. Were made. Because, because and, that's, and that's exactly what we're trying to get to, that mm. there's a crisis. You don't just send out a statement and it goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you need to know where the channels are. Mm. So you're not just going to put a, a statement on your you know on your on your on your website and hope for the best or you're going to send out a tweet it it needs to be a consistent channel plan to say mm-hmm. we're going to have a press briefing we're going to put out a statement to the media we're going to write out um we're going to have a you know a put statements on our on our website so you know social media so it has to be a multi-channel approach an integrated approach to actually show that guys we are really aware that we messed up mm-hmm. and we're taking responsibility we are planning to, to rectify the situation. We may not rectify it, but this is what we're trying, what we're trying to avoid the damage to being big. Mm, and you tying know? into that, so what separates a sincere apology from unconvincing attempt at a public uh, contrition? Here are the th- uh, some corporate apologies from uh, 2015 and 16 that business owners can learn from. For instance, mm-hmm. Toyota went through its own recall scandal a few years ago. Yes, I remember. Which saw the automaker issue a massive worldwide safety recall over acceleration and brake problems. Mm-hmm. I remember it was with um, the Toyota Prius. What? Wasn't it a Toyota Prius? No. Prius? Uh, it was a Toyota one of those, the, the small Toyotas that actually, well I can't remember. Mm. It was the Prius. 
the one that couldn't that was accelerating and couldn't stop it was that e- that that electric car wasn't it i think it was i'll remember but i, I actually used to love this car so um the brakes uh, acceleration and the brake problems involving millions of cars the car makes a, the car makers clumsy and hesitant response to the crisis that only made matters worse especially as it played out in the media eventually toyota ceo akio toyota made a public apology before us congress for his company's errors i can't so i mean you know they had, they had an apology and that's what that matters. It was clumsy though. Mm, it was. Apple, Apple CEO Tim Cook was always uh, going to have trouble living up to the legacy of the of his predecessor, Steve Jobs. It didn't help when he had to apologize for glitches in Apple's new app, Map app in 2012. The app gave bad directions, locations <laughs> were labeled. <laughs> This is serious. I actually hate it. I was telling you not to update, your, to update your apps. And just now, Google Maps take you some, somewhere else. I know. I <laughs> the app gave bad directions, locations, and were labeled improperly. And roads were unmapped. The app was also criticized for not including the same features as its uh, viral Google Maps. Uh, Cook said the company had messed up and would try to fix it. You know, like... Do say that you've, mm. mixed, you've messed up and how do you plan on fixing it? Mm. So my last one is General Motors. Uh, GM's new CEO, Mary Barra, seems to spend a great deal of, t- of her time apologizing mm. since she took over the embattled automaker in January of this year. She stepped into a storm of the Detroit company, which had been plagued by a costly recall, uh, costly recalls this year involving millions of vehicles and a number of deaths. Yo, this is This is terrible. Deep. I know. She's done a solid job of it, repeatedly expressing remorse for lives lost and people hurt because of the faulty ignition mm. switches and GM cars. But what I want to understand, there's, there's like a, a tradition here that most mm. cars, I mean, it was Ford, um, GM, mm. um, Toyota. Toyota. I mean, mm. I would imagine after manufacturing and, produ- and, and go- going through production, there would be a quality check. You know, I think all... All, all manufacturers or all vehicles say they go through quality check. I also don't understand how they miss such important um, detail. I mean, how does an accelerator not accelerator not stop or come back? I mean, that just for me is lack of responsibility. Mm. It's irresponsible. It's completely in, like you know out of people who are not experts at what at what they're doing and. I don't have the details and I don't think so. But from a speculative perspective, you can simply say it's companies cutting costs and machines doing everything, Mm. you know. And while I'm not saying that's wrong, but I do think if that is where the world is moving towards, then we have to to be absolutely accurate with our machines that they've got this. Because at least humans, although there's human error, but, you know, when you do a job manually, you know that you have to take a three-quality check. And the Mm. three-quality check, you're actually going to have people drive that car from here to Cairo to ensure that those brakes are going to stop, you know. And um, it's funny. I went to a um, a Land Rover Jaguar experience a few um, last year, and um, we had to drive these big cars, and you had to accelerate on it and do dead brakes. Mm. And I was worried. I mean, I said to them, "What if the car topples over? You know, what if you're going? I mean, it's a Range Rover. It's a big car, yes, but you had to accelerate literally from zero to hundred in like a number of seconds." Yeah. And then hit the brake so that it could screech. I was like, what happens when the car topples over? And I mean, you don't have the, the, the guarantee. 
And nobody could guarantee me that the car is not going to topple over. Somebody just said it just won't. That's not guaranteed. Mm. But uh, when you're a Ford or a Toyota and you, you, you're building a car, I'd imagine that's what you do with every single car. Well, mm. not every single car, but every model. Mm. And every model should be a, 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 the exact replica of the first one that you made to ensure that it, that you know it's accurate. Yeah, I know this technology is going to... Mm literally flip us over mm. so but those were the good examples of how crisis was managed in terms of the brands that mm. we've looked at and we've seen brands that have actually you know taken uh, accountability and distinguishing uh the two elements of apologizing and also just making a public stunt mm. looking like you're apologizing but are you really you know uh, trying to fix the the core of the problem mm. so that was the good examples of what the companies have also done and when we come back we're going to have the brand uh, of the week as well as the brand bulletin for you and thank you for staying with us please do interact with us let us know what you think and mm. let it, tell us what we you know the brands that we tell us what your experiences actually Absolutely. have been with yes, these please. brands because I'm sure you've also you know um, had some sort of experience with mm. crisis in the brands that you always Definitely. are loyal to so yeah we'll be right back stay with us my way, my way, my unique insight into doing business in africa investment opportunity industry updates africa business radio towards a profitable africa
See my jewels dripping on my Timberlands, stepping like a criminal. Success is so imminent. Pink champagne, black Rolls Royce, eggplant, double-breasted suit from Tom Ford. Vaughn Voyage left faders in the fog. Look up in the sky, bet you recognize a boss. Look into my eyes as I fantasize for us. Still lacking shot like this is a class crush. Money coming fast, I'm never in a rush, no. Plus another 20 in a tuck. Send me in a truck, another 40 on the wrist. Quarter mill on my mind, got me living like I pitch. Dodger Robin Gibbons, ballin' like I'm Roger Clemens. Still in the game, uniform all in it. She gets Chanel, ski trips to Vail. Only the highest grade, like trees that I inhale. Yo, go, go, yo, it's going down up in here. And that was Le- <laughs> Legend and Rick Ross. Such a different style of music, I have to say, for the show. But you know, we are brands of Africa. That's what we do. We give you something different each time. Before we went to the break, and Paul took us to, through the examples of crisis or companies or brands that have been through crisis. Some have managed them poorly. Some have managed them well. But you know, the journey to crisis are Proper and excellent crisis management scenario is still very long. Before she goes into the brand bulletin, I'm just going to look at the 10, remind you of the 10 steps of crisis communications. Remember, number one, anticipate, anticipate the crisis. Number two, identify your crisis communications team. Number three, identify and train spokespersons so that they know what to say and then mumble and fumble. Number four, spokesperson training. Number five, um, uh, it's gone. It's disappeared, people. What's going on here? I can't. Oh, established notification and monitoring systems. <laughs> Number six, um, identify and know your stakeholders. Number seven, develop your holding statements. What are we saying? Number eight, assess the crisis communication. Uh, or rather, a cr- crisis situation. Nine, finalize and adapt key messages. And lastly, do a post-crisis analysis, learn from your mistakes, and make sure never to repeat them. And thank you so much for that, Fish. Uh, if my mic could actually, you know, work. <laughs> <laughs> and that cements the fact that PR, marketing, comms, the whole team is not a support function. People need to understand that we are an integral part of the business and we are here to make waves. Viva comrade. <laughs> <laughs> bringing you straight to our brand bulletin. Barclays Accelerator reveals 2017 Africa program participants. On Thursday night, the 20th of April, 2017, saw the announcement of the top 10 companies selected for the the Barclays Accelerator 2017 Africa program. The event held at Rice Cape Cape Town in Woodstock brought together investors, tech and startup gurus and mentors who will give input and help take the 10 selected companies to the next level. You'll see... Hassan, MD of Techstars, welcomed new mentors taking part in the program and welcomed back some of the last year's mentors for a second um, program while re- reiterating how valuable mentorship is within the startup scene. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Mm. Whatever. Brands of... An- <laughs> no! You know why I'm saying that? Because, I mean, I can't say anything because I work there. But you can't say whatever. You can say anything, but you can't say whatever. You need to advocate <laughs> for your brand. I do all the time. And our brand of the week goes to... Willies. 
So Woolworths has the most satisfied customers with a, with a substantially higher score than the industry average, according to the South African, or rather the 2016 South African Customer Satisfaction Index, wow. conducted by Consulta. A critical metric for supermarkets is the net promoter score, measuring the likelihood that customers would recommend the supermarket to family and friends versus versus those less likely to recommend the supermarket. Woolworths attained the highest NPS with 50% scoring, um, 50% scoring 18% higher than the industry average and 24% higher than did checkers at the opposite end of the scale. I know why, I why mean, that is. Why because is that? their cashes are so presentable. They are, They don't right? have that startup kid. <laughs> <laughs> With <laughs> the makeup. <laughs> They're actually very beautiful. And I like their uniforms. I know. And they, they're well-trained. You can mm. see that they love their jobs. And they do. And they don't have that checkers. Yes. And you're like, what do you mean? When they ask you, do you want a plastic? Check us. They don't even say, sir or ma'am, would you please, would you like a plastic to go with your, with your mm. stuff? No. Um, or when your card is declining. Yeah, decline. Yeah, decline. Yeah, decline. <laughs> and then they raise their hand. They raise their hand and they snap their finger. Mary, override. <laughs> no. Willie's people don't do that. Um, but with a substantially higher score than the industry average of 76.2%, Woolworths, has the most satisfied customers with a score of 82.1% on the index and is the only supermarket with a marked average of 80.7%. Check us with a score of 77.2%. Pick and pay at 76. Um, and they both remained average, uh, above average while ShopRite and Spa trailed with scores of 75.5% respectively. It's been fantastic mm-hmm. as usual with the glitches. Um, that we have today, but it was a good show. Remember, you can get in touch with us anytime. We're on social media on Twitter. I'm at Fred Arthur One. Mpo is at Mpo, Mpo Maisa, and that's me. And we are Brands of Africa. Please hashtag us. Give us your feedback on Facebook. We we are Africa Business Radio. Instagram Africa Business Radio. Join us again next week when we will be going through more. Of our branding stories. My name is Fred Arthur. My name is Mpo. It's been a pleasure. Signing right out. Bye bye. Business news, business resources, economic analysis, market analysis. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.